Hello. Hello. I'm Sarah. And I'm Casey. And we are Relatively Relatively Dark. How are you? I am good. That's good. Yes. Um, I'm going to jump into it. Okay, that's good. No chit-chat. Just go. All right. I won't talk to you anyway. Hey. Oh, you're <laughs> going to still have to talk to me. <laughs> Anywho. Hmm. I want to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this. We will be discussing abuse. So if that's not your thing, don't listen. Mm-hmm. And we will not catch hold you it on the next episode. Right. We're going to talk about Alexander Gerald Skeel. Okay. He went by Alex. So okay. from now on, that is what I'm going to call him. Okay. He was born August 17th, 1995 in Bedford in okay. the UK. We're going across the pond. Okie dokie. Sorry for that accent impression. Mm-hmm. Him and his twin brother, Luke, were born eight weeks premature. Okay. And he weighed just two pounds when he was born. Man. Reminds me of our little miracle baby. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to have several surgeries as an infant, and I think part of that was because he had heart issues. Mm-hmm. But they were both child models for a supermarket chain, hmm. and they were adorable little babies. Aww. When he got older, he was super into soccer, mm-hmm. as he calls it, football. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played just about every Saturday and Sunday. Okay. He didn't really have any interest in girls. Until he met a girl named Jordan Worth in June of 2012. Okay. I want to say they were both 16, mm-hmm. but 16 or 17. Okay. I couldn't really find, like, any information about her, but I do know that she was born in April of 1996. Okay. <laughs> and I know her first and last name. That's about it. Okay. Alex described Jordan as caring, loving, she was confident, and she showed, like, a great deal of interest in him. Mm-hmm. So, Alex has a friend named Jordan, too. So, I'm going to try not to confuse you. Okay. So, what was the other Jordan? Her last name. Worth. Okay. And this is Jordan Parker. Okay. He said that they, all of them drink together a few times. She was cool. She seemed nice. Um, But still was Alex's favorite band. Okay. He said one time they all hung out and they drank a little bit and they were up on the roof, which is not very safe. Don't do that. But they were all singing one of his songs or one of their songs. So, what if it was like a flat roof or like one that like you can't easily fall off of? You still shouldn't do it if you're drinking. And they were underage, so <laughs> probably that just sounds like fun though. Hanging out, singing. Yes, yes, that sounds fun. I got you. Were both of the Jordans girls? No, Jordan Parker is one of his girlfriends. Yes. Um, Carly, another friend of Alex, is. <laughs> she said that girl Jordan. Seemed very friendly. She was quiet and timid, but everyone loved her. Okay. Alex's mom, Geraldine, they called her Jed. Oh, okay. Said that he was smitten with her. Oh, okay. But she also said, quote, she was just a bit tricky. Okay. Jordan would tell Alex things like, I don't really like the color gray. I don't think you should wear the color gray. Hmm. I don't like your hair like that. You should wear it this way. I don't like the shoes you're wearing. Just those types of things. Yeah. But he didn't really see it as a negative thing. He just wanted to impress her. You like me in blue? I'm going to wear blue. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And they're young. Yeah. 
Jed, his mom, said that as the relationship grew, she started to change. And these mind games started. Okay. In April of 2013, this was Jordan's 18th birthday. Okay. The girl, Jordan. Right. I'm going to say Parker if I'm talking about the friend. Okay. From now on, because okay. I realize that would make it much easier. Okay. Um, Jordan's 18th birthday, the documentary that I watched said that they booked The Lion King. So I'm assuming like the Broadway show of The mm -hmm. Lion King. They all had a great time. But around midnight, Alex messaged his mom and said that Jordan was gone and he didn't know where she was. Okay. About an hour later, she shows back up at the hotel. She's laughing like it was some joke, I guess. Okay. It was just weird. This odd thing that she did for whatever reason. His mom and dad would point out stuff like that as not being right. Mm-hmm. And Alex would just think, when it's just the two of them, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're wrong. We're good together. You know what I mean? Yep. August 17th, 2013. Now it's Alex's. Uh, 18th. 18th birthday. Yes, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so he has this huge party. His mom really went all out. Okay. Music, all his friends, family, all that kind of thing. Right. And his mom had a daughter. Or his mom had a daughter. His mom's friend had a daughter mm -hmm. that was 15. At one point during the party... Jordan started screaming at this 15-year-old girl. Mm. And Alex's friend Carly said that because he was spending time with his family, spending time with his friends, mm. that's what she didn't like. She wanted him all to herself. She's mm. got this controlling personality. Yep. His mom is telling her to leave. Alex is saying he wants her to stay. So his friend Parker pulls him aside. He's telling him, you need to leave her. She's not good for you. But Alex just tells him he needs to be with her. He loves her. You know. Yeah. A week or two later, Alex and Jordan got into an argument and she broke his SIM card. Mm. And Alex had the thought, everyone was right. She's not good for me. I'm done. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it took for him to realize or to see yep. what everybody else was seeing. The type of behavior that she was exhibiting. Correct. His family and friends were thrilled, obviously. Mm -hmm. They had him back. They got him away from an unhealthy situation. Right. But then suddenly Jordan is back in the picture and she tells Alex that she is pregnant. Mm. His mom is like, this is just another one of her mind games. And in the documentary, she said, yeah, right, that old chestnut. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant because, I mean, I'm... Not from there, obviously. So right. I had to look it up. And it's basically saying she's a joke. Yeah. From what I understood. But I, I got <laughs> tickled. Just like, you're right, that old chestnut. <laughs> but. Yeah. So she has her take a pregnancy test there at her house. Okay. And she was pregnant. Oh, gosh. Jed told Alex, his mom. I'll reiterate that one more time. <laughs> um, She told him, you don't have to be with her, but you do need to stand by her. Right. And he wanted to be there for the baby, but he didn't want to be with her. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't hear from Jordan for a year. A year? A year. 365 days. That's insane. It is. But on May 19th in 2014, Thomas J. was born. TJ for short, Aww. which is his son. Alex's son. Jordan texted his mom and she asked if she was willing to meet her grandson. And she said, yeah. 
So on August 12th, Jordan showed up at our house. His mom said that he looked just like Alex. And she fell in love with him. When Alex was going to go meet TJ for the first time, I guess he wasn't at the house whenever she brought him to see his mom. Mm -hmm. He wanted his grandpa to take him to meet him. They were super close. So they really had this special bond. So he wanted him to be the one to go take him to meet him. He fell in love with him, of course. So he did get to meet him. Yes, he did. So getting to see his son, spending time with him, him and Jordan started getting close again. But Alex saw that becoming a mom had changed her. And his family agreed. Okay. And eventually, they all lived together. Him, Jordan, TJ, his parents. Okay. But his friend Parker was worried because everything was too good. She was being too nice. It was such a big difference from the person that she was before. And it wasn't long after they got back together when old patterns started resurfacing Mm -mm -mm. one day they were out driving and the girl from his birthday party that jordan had Mm -hmm. yelled at she was walking on the street and apparently both of them started like yelling at her both of them from what i understand man it was both if not both at least jordan right his mom said that she wasn't having any of that she thought they had grown up past all of this nonsense Well, Jordan packed up everything, all of her stuff, all of TJ's stuff, and she told Alex that he had to choose. She gave him the, I was going to say ultimate ultimatum. That's okay, because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, he chose his son. He was worried that if he sided with his mom, Jordan wouldn't let him see TJ. Right. Which is completely understandable. Mm-hmm. So, he moved out when he was 19. In May of 2015 is when Alex, Jordan, and TJ moved into her parents' home. Okay. As soon as they moved in, her old behavior was back in full swing. Mm -mm -mm. She accused him of being with other girls while they were split up and she was pregnant. And he denied and she would just over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. She eventually made him get a new phone, made him change his phone number, She threw out his PlayStation because that was a way for him to contact other people. Mm -hmm. And his mom, none of his family even knew where he was. What? Yes. At some point, his mom texted him and said, I love you. And the response she got back was, I hate you. Stay away from me. Wow. And she said she dreamed about him. She was like grieving him because he wasn't around anymore. That is awful. One day, Jordan tells Alex that her mom got a message from his that his granddad had died. Mm. Obviously, he's very upset. He didn't get to say goodbye. And after two hours of him crying, she told him that it wasn't true. He didn't die. And she criticized him basically for caring too much about his family. The way she acted was like she was jealous of the bond that he had with his grandfather. Yeah, something's wrong with this girl. Yes, definitely. In July of 2016, Alex and Jordan moved out of her parents' home to go live on their own. Okay. The first month went great. They had a nice house. They never argued. And Alex said that if everything had stayed the way it was then, then they would have been fine. Yeah. They would have been more than fine. They eventually found out that Jordan was pregnant with their second child, and Alex was over the moon. Mm -hmm. But things slowly started going downhill. Right. Alex got a job that he really liked. He really liked working, but she told him 
that he needed to leave that job because it wasn't good enough for him. Okay. Like, he needed a better job. Well, she was going to college, and she told him that he was going to start going with her every day. Okay. Because if he didn't, he would be going to see his mom and dad behind her back. And I don't think he was even going to go to classes or anything. He was just going so she knew where he was all the time. That is so stupid. And he did. He went with her every day. His friend Parker said that Alex became a ghost. He was untraceable. Nobody could get a hold of him. He said he couldn't listen to Bastille Mm -hmm. because it would come on and he would get emotional and he would cry. Man. Because he missed his best friend. Later on, another friend of Alex's named Paul, he found a Facebook of his, but the name was spelled A-L-I-X. Okay. And the middle name was Thomas. Okay. That's not him. I mean, it was his pictures, stuff, whatever. Right. Um, But people would post asking, you know, why the name change. And they would get the response from, quote unquote, Alex. Mm-hmm. And one said, wanted to change it from Alexander to Alex, so just change the spelling at the same time so it's different and to be unsearchable to certain people. Smiley face. Mm-mm-mm. That was Jordan, by the way, if you oh, aren't yeah. connecting these dots. <laughs> um, his friend Parker sent that profile a firm request, and he got a message saying, I've never been your friend. It was all lies. I don't want anything to do with you. My goodness. And he said that he replied, you're right, Jordan. It's my turn then, isn't it? And he was blocked. Mm-mm-mm. One thing that's really sad, Alex's granddad, whose name was Gerald, by the way. So he was named after him. Okay. What about his mom? Geraldine. Yes. She was named after him too. Okay, cool. He sent a text to Alex on his birthday in 2016. And it said, happy birthday, Alex. We miss you very much. Love you, Nan and granddad. Hmm. The response he got was, don't message me again. And then he texted him back and said, okay, Alex, don't want to upset your life in any way, just as long as you are okay. Mm-mm. It's so sad. It is. It wasn't even from him. Yeah. His friend Carly got a message from that Facebook profile and it just said, are you still fat? Oh my gosh. So yeah, very childish things. Yeah. Well, his aunt was looking at this profile, mm-hmm. and it said that they lived in Stewartby. Okay. So she's like, I'm going to go find where he's at, and I'm going to stop all this. So as she's driving, trying to see if she sees him out and about or whatever, mm-hmm. she notices an elephant figurine in, like, the windowsill of this one house. Okay. Jordan, like, loved elephants. So she goes up to the door, and mm-hmm. she bangs on the door. As soon as she knocks on it, all the lights go out. Mm. Then one light comes on. She sees the outline of Alex come downstairs, go to the kitchen. And then he goes back upstairs and light goes back off. And she said that she thought in that moment, he really does hate us. We're right here and he doesn't even want to answer the door. Man. And she's like, you know, there's nothing we can do. We can't force him to talk to us if he doesn't want to. Right. Which is really sad. Very So, his family doesn't think that all that's Jordan doing that? They don't at the moment. But, I mean, if you think about it, even if they were wondering that, you go to his house and you see him and he doesn't answer. Does he know, though? I mean, he knew somebody was knocking on the door. I mean, Jordan could have been like, oh, it wasn't nobody. I don't know. So, now I'm just going to talk about a few different instances in their relationship to kind of show you the whole dynamic. Okay. And how things were. Okay. 
So at some point they were going to Winter Wonderland. I'm not 100% sure what that is. Okay. I'm assuming it's some kind of festive holiday event. Yeah. Yes. So I guess on the way there, she's nagging him about liking other girls. Says she has a message from one. He's denying it. They get into the same argument and she says she doesn't want to go anymore. Okay. Well, he tells her, you know, we're it's pointless to go all the way back home. Like, we're going to go. Right. And she tells him, if you buy some sleeping pills and take one, then we'll go. What does that even... I don't know. So he buys some and he takes one. She then tells him to take the rest. And he did. What? And he didn't remember basically anything after that. He didn't remember how they got home or nothing. One day they were out driving. She hit him with a hairbrush and broke his tooth. Well, he didn't have any money, couldn't drive, so he just pulled it out himself. Oh my gosh. He would be sleeping and he would get woken up because she would hit him in the head. Okay. He'd go to the bathroom. He'd have blood dripping from his head. Oh my gosh. She eventually escalated to using knives. What? Alex stopped eating properly because she would not let him eat. She would not let him sleep in the bed. He had to sleep on the floor. And Alex said that he could feel his body was starting to shut down. Oh my gosh. Alex's aunt said that not knowing where he was, worrying about him, it's like Alex was the missing link to their family. Right. And I can't even imagine one of our siblings yeah. going off with somebody and not hearing from them. Mm-mm. They hadn't heard anything from Alex other than telling them to leave him alone. Mm -hmm. February 3rd, 2017 at 2.30 a.m., Alex actually called his dad and tells him that he needs help. So his dad and his aunt drive to his house. They get to the door. All the lights go out again. Okay. They're, you know, yelling through the door, threatening to call the police if they don't open the door. Right. Alex either, I don't know if he's yelling through the door, if he opens it, whatever, but he tells them to go away. Oh my gosh. And his dad is like, no, you called me for help and mm -hmm. I'm here. The police do get there and they go in while Alex's dad and aunt wait outside. They come back out. They had talked to Alex. They had talked to Jordan and the police said that everything was fine, but Alex was walking with a limp. Mm -mm -mm. And that was the end of that whole ordeal. Alex and Jordan one time went to a Bastille concert. They had a great time, a lot of fun, his favorite band. Mm -hmm. But Alex woke up the next morning to Jordan pouring boiling water on his back. Oh my gosh. And Jordan told him that if anyone ever asked about it, he needed to tell them that a hotel that they had stayed at had a faulty shower. Okay. Anyways. One day, Jordan brought home a lie detector test. Okay. Like one of those small ones that like you put your hand on. Have you seen those? I have not. Well, they're very, very, very accurate. Oh, I bet they are. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're used Sarcasm. all the time. <laughs> she also, beside it, had a tea kettle of boiling water. So Alex pretty much knew where she was going with this. It buzzed one time after she asked a question and he didn't even stick around. He ran to another room and he slammed the door shut. Wow. That's how scary she is. Oh my gosh. On May 2nd, 2017, 
their daughter Iris was born. Okay. So just a reminder, she's doing these things while she is pregnant with their second child. Mm-mm-mm, crazy. Alex was looking forward to the birth of his daughter, not only because that's his daughter, mm-hmm. but because he was hoping that this would change how Jordan treated him. This abuse would stop. And it did for mm. about three days. Yeah. It's just like the mindset of people in those abusive relationships. Like they have no idea. Yeah. Mm-mm. A little ways down the road, the police get a call from the neighbors. They tell them there's a real bad fight going on. They're hearing somebody say, get off me, leave me alone, stop hurting me. Sergeant Ed Finn is with the Bedfordshire police. Mm-hmm. He gets there. Jordan answered the door. He said she looked fine. She didn't seem in distress or anything. And she tells him that there was an accident and Alex had injured himself. Mm-hmm. Alex was taken to the hospital. He was about to go in for surgery when Jordan came and got him. The injury that he had, I don't know specifically what it was, but it was an injury to his arm. And they had to scrape away layers of skin until, as Alex described it, it was just red, pink, and raw. Yeah. I'm assuming burns from water. Yeah, they had to probably debride them, that dead skin away. Yeah. Gosh. The nurses tried to get him to stay. They were concerned for his safety. Another staff member had stopped him and asked, are you sure you're safe to go home? Mm. And Alex told him, yes. Alex said, quote, It's strange because the whole thing was the right time and the right place, but I didn't say anything. I kept saying I did it to myself. It was me. I was scared of what she was going to do. End quote. Mm-mm-mm. June 10th, 2017, a little over a month after baby Iris was born, the police get another call for domestic disturbance and again, Sergeant Ed Finn responds to that call. Okay. There is body cam footage of this visit to the house. Alex tells them that there's no assault. They're just arguing because they're stressed out. Well, Sergeant Finn brings up how serious his injuries are and the state that he's in. And he just tells them, I did it to myself. You know, I hurt myself. Those excuses? Generic excuses is what I was trying to think of. I don't know specifically what he said, but I'm assuming right. it was along the lines of, I ran into a door. Right. You know, I fell down the stairs, this and that, whatever. Right. Alex later said that he didn't want to cause a commotion. He was afraid of what Jordan would do if the police got involved. Right. Well, the police took Alex anyway, and before he left, he gave Jordan a little hug and a kiss. Okay. And she was holding the baby at this time. It's kind of cringe after you know everything. Yeah. When him and Sergeant Finn get in the police car, he says, you know, when we get to the station, we're not leaving until you tell me the truth. Right. He tells him, you need help. She needs help. Your kids need help. And Alex still said that he had done it all to himself. So Sergeant Finn turns off the body cam Mm -hmm. and he's like, look, it's just you and me. But Alex just tells him, go off of what the neighbors have told you. He didn't want to be the one they got that information from. Right. But eventually... Because I think that he would feel like he's the one who did it. And if something happened, it would it would have been his fault. Yes. Man. But he does finally say it was her. Mm-mm-mm. So Sergeant Finn goes back in. He arrests Jordan on suspicion of assault and grievous bodily harm. And when he goes in there, he doesn't know what to expect. Because he has seen how Alex is at the hands of her. Or the condition he's in. Yeah. 
but he described her as being very sly, well-spoken. She was polite. She was friendly. Mm-mm. And on the way to the police station, Jordan's like, how long do you think this is going to take? Like maybe an hour? And he said, it might be a little longer than that. Yeah. When they get to the hospital, the doctor said that if they hadn't brought him in, he had maybe 10 days. Whoa. He was 10 days from death. Oh my gosh. Alex said, quote, The hospital told me I was 10 days away from death. I believe the reason I survived to tell my story is to help others going through a similar ordeal. I would urge anyone in the same situation to ask for help. Bedfordshire police were fantastic, and I do believe they saved my life, end quote. And he also said, I don't want one more person to suffer what I've gone through. Mm-mm-mm. A police officer called Alex's mom mm-hmm. whenever they brought him in just to let her know that her son was safe. Oh, my gosh. And one of the first things she said was, did she hurt him? And the police mm-hmm. officer told her, yes, he's been burned, stabbed, and slashed. Oh, my gosh. At the police station, they asked him, have you ever acted in self-defense against Jordan? And he said, never. I don't want to hurt her. Gosh. Way better than I could do. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Never know. Uh, they also asked, why haven't you ever reported the abuse? And he said that he thought it would blow over one day Everything would eventually be fine. Like, this isn't going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And he also told police there was some active assault just about every day for the past nine months. He said that if she went a day without hitting him, she would make up for it the next day. Mm-mm-mm. There was also a time when he woke up to her hitting him in the head with a beer bottle. Oh, my gosh. And on the same occasion, she hit his hands and face with a hammer. A hammer. Mm. Also, Alex had hydrocephalus, mm. which is a buildup of fluid in the brain. I don't know if that's something that can be caused by being premature. Do you know? I thought that that was something acute that happened as a result of something else, but I don't know. The doctor that listens to this podcast, let us know. <laughs> so, even with this, Jordan never took him to the doctor for doctor's appointments. So that's why I was wondering if it's something that it was like a pre-existing thing because I wonder if that was like checkups or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't understand how he never received medical attention for any of these cuts and probable broken bones and didn't die from those sooner. They didn't get infected or anything. I, I mean, know. I don't know if I they know did that, or not. But. Um, at some point, there was like this makeshift treatment, whatever, of cling film is what it said. So I'm assuming that's like saran wrap. yeah plastic wrap stuff that they had over I don't know if it was like his burns or they used that with something else to I don't know this is really like sadistic but I wonder if she learned how to treat him so she wouldn't have to take him oh people do that all the time so she could just keep hurting him after they healed oh one other thing I do know about her she was going to college and stuff Mm -hmm. to be guess what a nurse a teacher a teacher Mm mm-hmm yeah. I, I don't have anything My thoughts to say. exactly. Like, um, so anyways, Alex lost a total of 56 pounds throughout his abuse, which oh is four stones. Wow. At first, Jordan denied everything. Mm-hmm. She had excuses for everything. Oh, yeah. She never cut him. She never stabbed him. Mm-hmm. Not true. She did. Mm-hmm. Him not eating, she said sometimes he'd say 
can we cook pasta? And she'd say no, but that's just because she wasn't hungry. Okay. Eventually, she did admit to pouring boiling water on him and cutting him with a knife. Okay. She's like, no, I never did any of this. I don't know why he's saying that. Well, yeah, I did do that. And yeah, I did do that. I didn't pour water on you. I just poured water on you. They ask her if she had ever suffered from any mental illness. Mm-hmm. Specifically, they're thinking maybe postpartum depression. And she says no. So she's not even going to, not that you should, but she's not even going to try and get them to think Mm-mm. this is why she did all this stuff. She doesn't even care. Because she's not right. If she was in a certain spot where she was, I don't know how people like that get to a spot where they know something's wrong. But whatever's in her obviously ain't going to let her get help. You're not wrong. So. Alex ended up having to have multiple surgeries on his hands, his head, and his brain. Mm-mm-mm. He also suffered second and third degree burns to 5% of his body, which you think 5% isn't that much, but you think about that over a nine-month period, second and third degree burns at the hands of the person that you love. Yeah. Since I work in the medical field, I know that doctors and providers and physicians have to document burns a certain way. They have to use the rule of nines. So certain parts of the body are each 9%. A whole arm is 9%. Half of a leg is 9%. The lower back is 9%. Okay. So 5% is still a pretty large amount. From oh, a yeah. person is the main thing that makes it. Yeah. If you were in a house fire and all you had was 5% burns, that's great. You... Yeah, but from someone pouring scalding hot water on you, that's horrible. Exactly. When police asked Alex what his thoughts were about the future and moving forward, how he was feeling in that moment, he said, I just don't want to get hurt anymore. So they put Alex up in a hotel, and on the way there, a police officer stopped and got him some McDonald's, and Alex said it was the best food that he'd ever eaten, because he hadn't had, not that McDonald's is proper food, but he hadn't had, like, food food. Substantial. Substantial, yes, that's the word. He was not eating properly for who knows how long. Mm -mm. The next morning, they had this big breakfast buffet, and Alex said that there were all kinds of other people there wearing suits and ties, and he was still wearing a t-shirt with blood stains on it. And he said he didn't care, basically. He was just enjoying the bacon. <laughs> wow. And he's like, bless his heart. Yes. When he got home, his mom said that he could barely walk, and he hadn't seen his mom for two years. Oh, my gosh. And his aunt said that he didn't even smell alive. Oh, my gosh. But he got to reunite with his family and with his granddad. Yay. Granddads. And the only thing that he was worried about at that point was TJ and Iris. Right. He needed them to be safe. Within five days, they were with them. Yay. On September 28th, 2017, Jordan Worth was charged with 17 counts. Wow. Two of those were grievous bodily harm and controlling or coercive behavior. Mm -mm. Jordan pled guilty to three of the 17 counts that she was charged with. Okay. I do not know what all 17 were. Okay. But on April 13th, 2018, she was sentenced to seven years for the count wounding with intent. Okay. And another seven years for grievous bodily harm. Okay. And both sentences were to be served concurrently. At the same time? Yes. Oh, darn. She also received a consecutive sentence of six months for the controlling and coercive behavior. And she was the first woman in the UK to be convicted of that crime. Hmm. 
Alex's mom said that she showed no remorse, Mm-mm. which is not surprising. Mm-mm. But Alex said that he felt free. He said okay. that he could look over his shoulder without having to worry for the first time in five years. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Sergeant Finn, which was the officer that responded, he was a little critical of himself. He said that he felt like he should have noticed more and he should have done more when they responded to the first call. Yeah. He said that he felt they weren't as attentive to it because it was a woman abusing a man. Mm-hmm. Alex's friend, Jordan Parker, he was talking about how it doesn't matter what gender an abuser is. Right. And he said, quote, a victim is a victim and an abuser is an abuser. Right. There can't be any gender tied to it because it doesn't matter. A victim still hurts whether they're a male or a female. And an abuser is still just as nasty whether they are male or female. And it's as simple as that. End quote. Wow, yeah. Amen, Mr. Jordan Parker. In June of 2018, an appeal was filed in hopes of increasing Jordan's sentence. Mm. They argued that seven and a half years was, quote, unduly lenient. She almost killed him. Yes. Ten days away from dying. Yes. And no telling how close all the other times that she did whatever she did to him. And just happened to heal from those. Right. The Court of Appeals did not raise her sentence. Mm-mm-mm. But Alex is now a football mm. soccer coach. I'm so glad he, he is survived. a soccer I'm so coach. So glad he did not die. And the team he coaches for is sponsored by the Mankind Initiative, which is a resource for male victims of domestic violence. Wow. Alex says of his experience, quote, The memories will never leave me, but I'm learning how to cope. I have so much support from my friends and family, and I'm building a future for me and my kids. End quote. Mm. Yay. And that is the amazing story of Mr. Alexander Gerald Skill. I love it. You know what I mean. (laughs) I do. It's uplifting. I feel like this is stuff that people don't talk about. Right. They act like this doesn't happen to men. Right. How could he not overpower her? Yeah. How could he not get away from her? A lot of it is mental. Yeah. I mean, she was like 5'4", super tiny. Yeah. But he said he didn't try and defend himself because he didn't want to hurt her. Yeah. He didn't have any interest in girls before he met her. So this was his first experience. With love. With love. And not that, I don't know that you can use the reason that that's all he knew. Like he didn't know how to be in a relationship. He didn't know what was right. You know, because of his parents, they were obviously fine. (laughs) They were talking in the documentary, I think it was another one of his friends that I didn't mention, but he was talking about, you know, it doesn't start with her stabbing him in his legs. Right. It starts with, like I said, oh, I don't like gray. You shouldn't wear gray anymore. I like Mm -hmm. when you get your hair cut this way, you know? Yeah. I would rather you not have this form of social media. I would rather you not do this. And then they isolate you to where you Mm -hmm. feel like you only need them. And he did rely on her for things. He wasn't able to drive. She took his wallet so he didn't have his driver's license. He had no money. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt for a second that whenever he said that it was his fault, like people in those situations actually believe that. Yeah. That's why I can't stand when people on the outside say that they're stupid. Yeah. Why didn't you or just leave? You, you chose this. You're choosing mm-hmm. to stay. Yes, they are, but their reasons are so much more in depth than what someone outside can see. Yeah. 
So I tried to just have compassion on those people in that situation instead of thinking that you're stupid for staying. Yeah. And I think there's a huge stereotype on Mm-hmm. Women are the only ones that are victims of domestic violence. Oh, yeah. The majority of the time, it usually is men abusing women. Mm-hmm. Just like it is usually men sexually assaulting women. Yeah. It can happen to men as well. And it's not any less important. It's not any less of an issue. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to tell this story. Right. I mean, we personally know people on both sides, men and women who have been through it. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> be aware of what's going on. Be supportive of people who have gone through this. Give where you can. Help where you can. Look out for signs. I'm going to post a link to the Mankind Initiative website so you can see all of their resources and all of the great things they do. I'm going to post other resources if you are in a situation like this. Even if you or someone you know hasn't been or is not going through something like this, it is always good to inform yourself and be aware of those signs that something is going on. And what you need to do in those types of situations. Absolutely. So don't just be like, oh, I know that something's going on. Then what do you do? Mm -hmm. You you need to know what to do with that information, where to take it, if you need to intervene or not. And it's really hard for us to be like, you know, well, none of this is going on with me. I don't know anybody that any of that's going on with. There could be somebody you know that's going through something like this and you don't know because you haven't informed yourself and just looked at what the signs are to look out for. Yeah, if you think that someone has kind of just shut you off because you don't like who they're dating, that could be all it is. Yeah, God forbid it is a situation like this, but... Right. Just stay informed. Yeah. Love each other. Please. And take care of yourself and each Each other. other. Yes, always. Always. As always, email us your personal stories, your case suggestions, your theories, your thoughts. Concerns. Questions. Questions. Recipes. Anything. (laughs) Anything and everything. Send those to us. Join our Facebook group. Yes. Follow us on Instagram to see pictures related to the episode. Yes. All of the things. And become a relative by subscribing to our Patreon, which is just... Three buckaroonies a month. Yes, 12 quarters. Yes. Please ignore this weird little static thing that is happening right now. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. 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 Goodbye. Is that weird?